Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. Today, Pastor Humby Cerveta will share a message with you. We hope you enjoy it. All right, guys, we are in week three of our series called Fruit Feeder. Now, this is another series where we are talking about fruit. And the reason for that is because we got a word to start the year that, would be, that we would be fruitful here at Akuo Church. So we have done our best to learn all about what spiritual fruit is. We have learned that spiritual fruit comes when we dig our roots deep into God's living water, which is the Holy Spirit. Then we learn that the Holy Spirit produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control as spiritual fruit in our lives. Now in this series, Fruit Feeder, what we are doing is taking a look at how this fruit is actually fed by the situations in our lives. We are looking at this idea through the lens of the scripture we find in James 1. There it says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So what we are looking at is how crappy situations can be used to fertilize the fruit that the Holy Spirit is growing in our lives. What we are understanding is that pain has purpose in our lives. In this series, you're going to get something from every person that delivers a message. We are going to share about something that was painful in our lives. So each week, we step up here in front of you, whether it's during our message or during the worship, we are going to do our best to be hot with you. We're going to have some hot sermons, hot worship, and a lot of hot people here in our church. Now, don't go crazy just yet. HOT is just an acronym for honest, open, and transparent. Now, we all want a hot church, and I'm just trying my best to be a hot pastor for y'all. So to be hot, I got to throw some of my stories that I'm not super proud of out there for you guys, whether it's something I've done wrong or something that might have been done to me. Now, for today, I want to throw it back to high school. It's my senior year. I'm on the practice field for the football team, and we're in the middle of a drill where the quarterback would throw the ball to the receivers. I played wide receiver. And then when the play would be over, the receiver would bring the ball back to the quarterback. Well, we run the play. Ball gets snapped. I run downfield as fast as I can. I beat a guy. I'm like wide open. No one is near me. And I see the ball go up in the air. Right? I look back. I see the ball go up in the air. Well, I have to adjust to try and get to it. And then by the time I do get to the place where it's going, it actually flies over my head by about five yards. It wasn't even close enough for me to like dive for it. So I picked up the ball, jogged back with it, and handed it to the quarterback that I was working with for that drill. As I handed it over, I said, hey man, I'll get to that one next time. You know, just trying to encourage him. And when I said that, the quarterback looked at me, took his hands, and hit me under my helmet as hard as he could. He like kind of pushed me back, but I didn't fall. I was just, I was like super confused. And then everything in my head was telling me like, well, you got to fight him now, right? He disrespected you for no reason. That was his bad throw. I was just trying to help him not beat himself up, but now he's taking his terrible throw out on me. I mean, that wasn't cool. So I start to go back at him and I'm just thinking like, well, he's the quarterback, like, you know, different hierarchy and, and I'm not. And I'm going to get in trouble for going back at him. I'm, I'm going to have a bunch of consequences if I go at him and start fighting. So I just looked at him angry and walked away. 
I'm not sure if I've ever said anything to him since that moment. Before that happened, I mean, I, I didn't really like him that much at all, but that outburst solidified it. I was never interacting with him again. Like, I won't even be his Facebook friend to this day. For years and years, I would think about that moment and how I should have just fought and not cared about the consequences. I mean, I, I honestly feel so much shame about this situation. Like, I should have done something. I shouldn't have been just like a pushover in that moment. What made it worse was that I found out later on that he would brag about it with his friends. He would laugh and tell his friends this story. It was a very quick moment, but it helped form me. I was actually able to find some purpose in that pain. I was able to use this crappy situation as fertilizer. I knew from that moment on that I had a new purpose. I had a new way I would live my life. I would live it in a way that no one would ever feel like they could treat me like that again. I knew that if anyone ever disrespected me like that again, they would pay for it. It would be the first and last time that anyone ever did anything to me like that. Have you ever dealt with something like this? Have you ever had someone treat you in a way that changed your life? Have you ever developed an entire new code for how you would live your life because of one other person's action? Have you ever held a grudge against someone because of how they treated you? I know I have. I can be like the king of petty. I'm like Richard Petty, Petty Crocker, and Petty White all rolled together in one. Now what is awesome is that there is actually biblical backing for this kind of behavior. We see the backing for this idea of being petty, holding grudges, and giving people what they give us in the book of Leviticus. Now, Leviticus is just a book that showed people how they could connect to God through two different ways. The first was the exact way how to present a sacrifice to him. The second, which is what we're going to be talking about here right now, is how people could connect with God through their daily actions, how they could walk their faith out in their lives. With that being said, let's read the text in Leviticus 24. There it says, Anyone who injures another person must be dealt with according to the injury inflicted. A fracture for a fracture, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Whatever anyone does to injure another person must be paid back in kind. So to give you guys some context, this law was put into place to make sure that things would stay fair. The law was there to make sure that if something happened, it wouldn't get escalated. Like what might happen instead of an eye for an eye, someone might like take a head for an eye. Uh, you, see, you see how that works? It's just there to make sure that people would be fair with one another. So for me, I continue to live my life in this way of being petty, repaying people that gave me something. I continue to live my life making sure that if I was going to take a bunch of crap from someone, I was going to give it right back to them. No one was ever going to make me feel like I was on that football field again. And for the most part, things seemed to be working out for me. I didn't have to get into a bunch of fights. I, I really only got into one after that. But I, I guess when I would get aggressive quickly, people would normally like back off as soon as I kind of started to push out like that. Well, as I got out of college and interacted with real jobs in different situations, I found that the same kinds of people were in the places I worked. You know, they, that they would treat me in certain ways. And I really want to do well in my job, so when I felt like someone was talking to me or treating me in a certain way, I would just swallow it and keep moving. But that such situation escalated one night. So in this job I, I once had years ago, I had a boss that would belittle me. 
And sometimes I, I was in the wrong, and so he would kind of give that to me after I messed up. And uh, I mean, it felt unfair, but it was whatever. And normally this tongue lashing would happen in the confines of our own department's office. But however, one day it happened in front of everybody. I was cursed out for a mistake I made. I apologized, admitted I was wrong. Now, even after the admission of the mistake and the apologies, he continued to rip into me in front of a dozen of my coworkers. Now, once he finished, I walked back to the office with a rage that I don't think I'd ever felt in my entire life. I was back on that football field being made to feel like I was less than. Except this time, I knew that the crappy situation from before was the fertilizer for this situation. So when I walked back to our office, one of my buddies walked in and asked what was going on. He saw I was frustrated and angry, and I told him exactly what happened. Unfortunately, that wasn't anything too much out of the ordinary, so it didn't seem to be that big of a deal to him. At that point, I, I got up and started to pace in the office to let some of my anger out, but it kept on building. I started muttering under my breath. I was completely beside myself. And it was during this time that my friend realized how upset I was, and he asked if I was okay. And I said, no but I will be when I hit our boss in the face. But no, no, you can't do that, Humby. You'll lose your job. But I was like, I would gladly lose my job if it means I get to hit him in the face. Now, my friend, being, being a good dude, talked me down just enough to get me to, like, leave the building before our boss came into the room. So I walked out of there that night without fighting it. And never again did it reach a point where I felt like violence needed to get involved, but I considered him an enemy, and I hated him for the rest of the time I worked there. I would end up leaving that place of work and telling everyone I could about how terrible of a boss he was. I would talk so much stuff about him to anyone that was willing to listen. At that point, I felt like it was the only way I could get back at him for all the crap he'd put me through. Remember, the Bible says that I can take an eye for an eye. He wanted to talk bad about me, then I would talk bad about him. Now, what's really interesting is that Jesus actually spoke on this exact subject. Now, when he spoke about this, he was actually speaking to a smaller group of people uh, at the beginning. But as he was talking about it, more and more people kept on showing up until it was this huge crowd. So at that point, Jesus had to go up to the side of the mountain that they were at. And then he sat down and continued with this sermon that he was preaching. Due to all this, this event is called the Sermon on the Mount. Well, anyways, during the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus had some very specific things to say about those who will make sure they get people back for what they are doing to them. So let's pick up here to see what Jesus was saying in Matthew 5. There it says, You have heard that the law says the punishment must match the injury. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek also. If you are sued in court and your shirt is taken from you, give your coat too. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it for two miles. Give to those who ask and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. So what Jesus is doing right here, he's saying that the law that kept things fair was good, but I'm asking you to be better. He's not saying that it was unjust for people to claim what is theirs in retribution. What he's saying is that someone that is righteous and chasing after him in the best way possible doesn't need to claim what he or she is owed. Jesus is basically showing people that they will fall short of what God has asked them to do, and they will need to get him to get through it. We need to connect to Jesus during these times instead of unleashing our own fury. 
So today, I want you to remember this idea. I want you to pray instead of repay. Pray instead of repay. So when we find ourselves in a situation where we just want to unload on the person or people around us, I want you to pray instead of repay. So let's say a coworker embarrassed you in front of the boss. Well, don't figure out a way to sabotage their work. Turn the other cheek. Pray for them. Pray for your innocence to shine through to your boss. If your spouse like leaves stuff around the house all the time, don't like just throw it on the bed and let them deal with it. Just put it away. Or you can pray before you repay. If your buddy wants to go to lunch at the same restaurant or wants to talk about the same story for like the hundredth time in a row, don't hide from them. Just pray and don't repay. <laughs> now, I want to stop right here and take a sidebar. Now, if any of you out there are in an abusive relationship of any sorts, this is not the time to offer your other cheek. This is not the time to go the extra mile with them. This is the time for you to get out of it. Find help from someone you trust. I don't want you to retaliate against them, but I do want you to leave. Anytime any of you are in an abusive relationship, the right choice is always to get out. In this context, turning the other cheek doesn't mean turning your head when people wrong you. It's still good to put up healthy boundaries. It's still good to let people know that if they are harming you, that it isn't okay. However, what I don't want you to do is retaliate against them. That's the difference. You guys see that? Okay, sidebar done. So in my situation, on a regular basis, my pain wants to lead me down one path, down one of vengeance and pettiness. But when I pray instead of repaying, I get a chance to connect with Jesus. And trust me, I'm connecting to Jesus all the time. This is how pain has been turned into purpose. Instead of me getting upset and having revenge fantasies, I can sit in prayer and spend time with Jesus. Now, when I can do that, I get to see Jesus's heart for all the people that are around me, even the ones that have slighted me in some way. Now, you can actually see how Jesus lived that out all the way to the bitter end when Jesus was hanging on that cross. He could have demolished everyone. He could have like telekinetically pulled the nails out of his body and started like raining down lightning on every single person that helped put him up there on that cross, but he didn't. So let's look at Peter, 1 Peter 2, 23 to see that further. There it says, He did not retaliate when he was insulted, nor threaten revenge when he suffered. He left his case in the hands of God, who always judges fairly. Jesus turned the other cheek. He went that extra mile. And not only that, he loved his enemies. Even as they put a sarcastic sign over his head that said, The King of the Jews. Even as they mocked him. Even as the soldiers were gambling for his clothes. Even as he was dying. Jesus still loved them. He still wanted to save them. And you can see that clearly in Luke 23 while he's hanging on that cross. Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. The word forgive is huge here. Think of it like this. When you owe someone money, they can forgive your debt. In other words, they can wipe away what you owe them. And that's what Jesus is doing for all these folks there. He's wiping away all the things that they owe him, all the ways that they've wronged him by putting him up on that cross. There's no way I could have done that. And I can almost guarantee you there isn't a single person hearing my voice right now that could do something like that. And that's the point. 
Jesus raised the bar to a level that we couldn't reach for a reason. He wanted to put it at a place so high that we would have no other choice than to turn to him. You see, when you have faith in Jesus and you're connected to him and that living water, he makes you clean. That terrible thing that you did to your enemy, forgiven. The awful way you treated someone that wronged you, forgiven. And all the ways that you will fall short in the future, they are forgiven before you even sinned. So when Jesus says he wants you to be like your father in heaven, when Jesus says he wants you to raise the level, what he's really saying is that he wants you to trust in him and no one else. Now for some of you, you clicked on this today with a vengeful heart. A friend invited you to watch, and the only reason you did was so you could tell them how much you didn't like it. But now you're here and something's changed. For others, you might have clicked on today ready to unleash terror on someone who has wronged you. But your heart is softened. And I guarantee you that there's someone listening to my voice who doesn't even fully understand why they are listening to this right now. How they got here. But their heart is pounding in their throat. So I'll tell you why you're all here. It's because Jesus wants to know, wants you to know that he loves you. And that he took all that punishment for you. He did it to cancel your debt. He did it so that you could be forgiven. He did it so that you could be a part of his community. So if you're someone that has never trusted in that fact, and right now in this moment, you want to be made perfect through Christ, I want you to bow your head and pray. Now, to help you out, I'd like to ask everyone in the Akuo community to pray along with you. Because here at Akuo, no one has to pray alone. There is always a community here for you. So if you want to join this community with Jesus, pray something like this with me. Just bow your head and pray this with me. Jesus, I know that I've done a lot of terrible things in my life. But today I've learned that I can be restored. I've learned today that you can make me clean in your eyes. I believe that you died on the cross for all the ways I've fallen short. And the best way I know how, I want to accept the love that you have for me. Thank you for the unlimited forgiveness. Thank you for forgiveness. Amen. Now, guys, over the last month, over the last week, I've learned so much about how I can thirst for revenge in my life. And I'm up here in front of you saying that it's not worth it. I don't want it in my life anymore, so I surely don't want you to walk around with it because it will destroy you. Now, I'm sure some of you are saying, but I was wronged so terribly you couldn't understand. You're right, I won't, I can't. But if Jesus didn't take revenge after what was done to him, you have no right to take your revenge either. So at this moment, I want to ask you to be like Jesus. I want you to forgive your enemies. I want you to cancel their debt. They aren't going to owe you anything anymore. So right now, if you want to do that, let's just bow our heads together all right now. And right now, we're going to pray to forgive the people that have persecuted us in our lives. So right now, just picture that person, that person that, that you've just been like holding this pettiness against. Think about them. And in your own mind, 
Just say, you don't owe me anything anymore. Just say, I forgive you. Now go ahead and pray along with me. Jesus, thank you for setting the example for me. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins and for helping me forgive all the people around me that have sinned against me. Please be with the person that has wronged me so badly. Please show them the same love that you have shown to me. Help them understand how awesome you truly are. Help me pray and talk to you instead of repaying people what they have given to me. Thank you for everything. And we pray all these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, guys, that's all that we have for you in today's service. Next week, we are going to continue in this series of Fruit Feeder. Now, once again, like we've been saying the whole time, we are going to be getting into what has fed our fruit and how that can be leveraged for ourselves and everyone around us. So be sure and watch along with us next week at 8.30 and 10 o'clock. Now, next, I want to talk about how we practice generosity here at Akuo. What we do is practice the biblical method of giving called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. Now, we know that when you trust God with anything, there is a great blessing. So when you trust God with your finances, there will also be a great blessing too. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to end up with like the amazing new Apple laptops or anything like that because you start tithing. That's not how it works. The way it does work is that anytime you give something over to God, you are blessed in that arena. You experience a peace knowing that you are trusting God to take care of you. This could be a way that you show God that you are digging your roots deep into him. This could be a very practical way to show discipline in your life. Now, for some of you, that might not be a possibility right now. Things might be really tough for you and your family. And if things are tough for you right now, we want to help you out. We want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs some help, let us know. We're happy to help pay bills, help hand out H-E-B gift cards, whatever it might be. To do that, all you have to do is go to akuo.church and click on the contact link. You can also email me directly at humby.sedevita at akuo.church or you can text us directly at 210-901-8785. Now, if you're willing to tithe here at Akuo Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. When you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text to tithe option. For that, all you have to do is text akuo A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to tithe to the number 77977. If you don't want to give electronically, we also have our P.O. box available if you would like to send your tithe through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your tithe to P.O. box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. Now, one last thing. I just want to remind you guys about our Zoom group. This is a great way for us to get together and hear how God is bearing fruit in us. Not only that, it's a really great place that we can be hot with one another, honest, open, and transparent. We can share this pain that's in our lives, and maybe that could be a place where you start to see your purpose for that pain. We want you to join us this Wednesday night at 7.30. For all the links to the Zoom group, all you have to do is go to any of our social media pages. 
Now, in addition to the Zoom group, we will have our first ever in-person group starting in just a few weeks. The group will be meeting here in this Monticello Park area, and it will take place outside and everyone will be asked to wear masks for the time being. If you're interested in being a part of this, we will be posting a link about it in our social media this week. Okay guys, that's all that I have for you today. I just want you to know, like I tell you every single week, I love you and I'm praying for each and every one of you. So before we go, let me just pray over you one last time. So Jesus, uh, as people turn off their phone or click off the browser, turn off their TV, put away their phone, I ask that you would be speaking to them. I ask that they would be able to hear you during this time. Jesus, I ask that you would help them forgive people in their lives. I ask that you would help them lay down their vengeance and their pettiness. And instead of repaying people, that they would pray and spend time with you. Thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you. And we pray all these things in your name. Amen. All right, guys, that's it. We'll see you on Wednesday. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.